This podcast is a discussion of Christian devotionals and self-help books, and is intended for entertainment purposes only. The ideas discussed on this podcast are adult-themed and come with a blanket trigger warning. The intent of this podcast is not to attack any person who uses or gifts the materials under discussion, nor is it intended as a critique of the author. Rather, it is the ideas and messages we feel are being expressed in the materials that are being reviewed and examined with expletives. Hi folks! Welcome back to Goddamn Devotionals. I'm JR. And this is JP. And welcome to another shorts episode. Today we're going to continue with Lisa Bevere's Adamant, Chapter 3, titled Adamantly Constant. Okay, this one's destined to be even more disappointing than the absence of rock sex in our last one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a bummer. And this chapter seems to be a contrast of God's character with man's character. Again, broken down into five parts. Introduction, connection section, clarification section, application section, and the closing or prayer section. So, introduction. This chapter begins with a personal encouragement from the author. Wherein she explains just how important the message of this book is. Which we're still trying to figure out what the hell it is. You're a rock, you're a spirit, and now you need to be consistent. (laughs) You're a rock, you had a hole. Oh, sorry. And and now apparently this book is important. You're a rock that had a hole that needed to be filled by God. I need to get that straight in my head. Yes. (laughs) Keep up. Keep up, Jamie. (laughs) Now, it is so important the message of this book, that she felt completely inadequate to the task of putting God's word on paper. God's word that he was speaking to her, which is the message of the book which she was writing down. She felt totally inadequate. I don't think she gets how books work. (laughs) Well, she procrastinated writing it. Hardcore. Because she just felt so inadequate and overwhelmed. But eventually, she succumbed to the pressure and finished it. Oh, for crying out No. I... No. That is not how that works. As an author yourself, (laughs) please break this down. Okay. No. (laughs) You you can find interviews, reams of interviews, from all different kinds of authors. I I, I was just watching a commentary between Stephen King and George R. R. Martin, where they're discussing how difficult it is to consistently write every day, um, that you feel pressure to put stuff out for people who want it, but that you still have to do the work and that it's it's a really difficult process. And yeah, sometimes you have a story that you want to tell that does not make it any easier than to just like, no, I think I'll go find something else to do or no, I, I really, really fight it. No, if you've got a story that you want to tell, yeah, you're going to, you're going to, it's, it's grueling work. It is hard to sit down sometimes and, and communicate what it is you're trying to communicate to tell a story in a fun, interesting way that engages you, let alone a reader. The idea that you're going, oh, I finally sat down and succumbed to the pressure and I decided I would just force it out. No, that's honestly backwards. Well, you backwards. see the result. Yeah. We're but talking about rock when you, Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> or feel, not, because we got the, cheated The out. lack thereof. It was a very <laughs> lackluster, un, um, 
you know, it was a very misleading title, which we've all picked up books that have an interesting title and turned out to be just boring as hell. Not saying that that's this book, but I'm not not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's, right. It's very evident when you're forcing it. It, it doesn't work well. Uh, the fact that you've been finding so much trouble with multiple images, inconsistencies, and <laughs> you have to, like, we have to nutshell it to try and figure out what these short chapters are about sometimes. And we still don't we still know. don't quite know. <laughs> On that note, though, this connection section is actually quite a bit better than the oh, previous ones have been. See? Maybe this is when she finally found her stride. Lisa contrasts her procrastination in writing the book to God's constancy, unchangingness, and his record of keeping his promises. Okay, so you're saying God doesn't procrastinate. That's what she's saying. She's saying she is, isn't is constant, she's changeable, and she doesn't always keep her promises to her publishers? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sure her God's publishers and editors hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her... The point is that God is constant, unchanging, and he has a record of keeping his promises. Mm-hmm. Maybe she when just he says he's going to flood the earth and kill a whole bunch of people, he does it by God. But only the one time, just just to be... <laughs> yeah, no, there's no, <laughs> just to never be been any other genocide ever in history. All right. All right, if you're so, going to do it, you do it different each time. That way you don't bore the reader. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you use the... Yeah, we'll the Old Testament would be so boring <laughs> if it was the same thing over and over again. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Samuel and Chronicles and all that, they don't tell the same stories The historical all. record of Israel is never, never the cycle of doing it. And they were okay, and then they forgot, and they started sinning, they were punished heavily, and then they cried out, and it starts over again. <laughs> There we go. All right. So, clarification section. We haven't had great luck with these clarification sections. I feel like she tries to make as many points as she possibly can, but we'll see how this one goes. All right. First of all, mankind's winning combination is love and obedience. To God, I think. Mm -hmm. Meaning that combination is the good part of mankind well if you love somebody you'll be obedient ish i i think that's the point <laughs> that's the point yeah. she's trying to say so, <laughs> so regardless <laughs> please remember please 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 mm-hmm. remember that god controls your identity your destiny and your life he is your lord and master but don't worry don't worry having god as a master doesn't hold you down it lifts you up as all good masters do so as a rock with a hole in it that has to be filled with God, because you're a spirit, now you're at the point where he's got to hold you up. Um, I mean, <laughs> yes? Just trying, to, just trying to link the first two chapters to this one. <laughs> Rocks don't have legs? <laughs> <laughs> so God took all the bad things, right? So you wouldn't have to take them. Like, I think that's the whole, like, he took all the sin, so you wouldn't have the sin. Except for when you do have sin. Because you're never sinless. But, he, don't worry, he's there to help. I mean, by re- removing your sin, I, I guess. Except he's already done it at the cross. Except you still have sin. 
So it's an ongoing process. This is sounding more and more like dusting the house. I'm I'm completely lost as to the like her anecdote linking into this as far as like procrastinating pressure finally following. Oh no through. no, um, this is about God's constancy unchanging and his his keeping of promise. Yeah, as a master, he's going to be constant, unchanging, and he's going to keep his promises by removing his sin, all of your sin, except when he doesn't because you still sin. But he keeps his promises, except he doesn't because you still sin. Anyway, anyway. And you just do the love and obedience thing on your own. (laughs) I mean, that's expected because he's your master, and that's what you do as they. Somebody who has a master is you love and obey them. Apparently, this is what love and mercy is, right? God could kill us, and he doesn't. However, him not killing us only happens if we accept his sacrifice that he made of himself to himself. Cool. (laughs) I didn't follow any of that. (laughs) (laughs) I think the whole point is God is our master, and we should love and obey him. Cool. Because he's constant and unchanging. <laughs> Let's we'll just move on to the application section and figure out what we're supposed to do with it. I mean, that's the whole point. Maybe that anyway. helped us work backwards from there to maybe, figure out maybe. the early part. <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> the identity of mankind is found in who God says you are, as explained in this book that Lisa has written. Therefore, serve and worship God, because He's worthy of it. Innately. Okay. Does that help? Still no. Oh. Yeah, no. no. I guess they can't all make sense. Well, the identity of mankind is found in who God says you are. And earlier, God says, it's according to the chapters of this book, God says you're a rock. Uh, with a hole in it. With a hole in it. And also, you're a spirit that's broken. Yes. So if God says you're basically, you're, you're broken, um... And you're a, a bunch of different metaphors. Um, therefore, serve and worship God, and you'll you'll be so. So as long as you have something to do, something that gives you purpose, which is love yeah. and obey. I think the point of this chapter was to explain that God is worthy of your obedience and love. Okay. Um. Because he's consistent. Because he's consistent. Yeah. Just like rocks are. I was going to say, like, of all the different things that you could describe God as, and going, you know, you you, kind of hope for a God that is consistent um, in the sense of you don't really want an unpredictable God. You don't want a God who's all over the place and, you know, maybe inconsistent with punishment or blessing. But so you want a predictable God you can fit into a box, Um, uh, you know. But, I mean, sure, that's what I look for in a relationship. It's somebody say, who's never going to change their mind. I was going to say, is it, yeah, the, the idea of like this ever being like a, a loving relationship with someone that you end up describing is what's the, what's the greatest thing about your life partner, the thing that you're absolutely and hopelessly in love with them about is their consistency. The fact that they never change. change. <laughs> yes. They're the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. I mean... They're predictable as hell. <laughs> I mean, if you go with what I was told in purity culture, then yeah, you're supposed to find somebody who is going to like check all the boxes for you and 
you would never have to uncheck any of those boxes. Mm. They would stay the same. I guess. Regardless. Whatever. Ready to pray? <laughs> Let's pray it up. Let's pray. <laughs> Let's pray that God would change you into a non-changing person. <laughs> Go from being inconsistent <laughs> to consistent. Lose the spice of life. <laughs> yes, that last change is the last change you can never undergo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for that chapter. If yes, you are, it does. Uh, if you are as confused as us about um, changing and unchanging and whether or not God's worthy to fill that hole in you as a rock, uh, email us and uh, let us know if you uh, have greater insights than we do. And if you disagree with our uh, interpretation of the chapter, feel free to try and change our minds. Oh yes, please do. <laughs> <laughs> but be forewarned, we've we've just been told that we won't shouldn't change. Yeah. So, be consistent. So good luck. Good luck changing our minds. Um and with that, I think we'll uh we'll close out this episode. Um tune in next time for more uh episodes and shorts and other fun Bible y stuff. Because <laughs> that's what we live for now. Oh god. <laughs> Lord help us. I mean, maybe if we're worthy. <laughs> Loved and obedient. That's true. If we, we're, if we love him and are obedient, then, then he might help us. All right. All right, folks. <laughs>